wrestling is not a love story. It's a fairy tale for masochists, a comedy for people who criticize punchlines, a fantasy most can't understand, a spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred. Heroes are villains, budgets are cut, business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk, where honor makes you elite where demons run for office and rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. It's an escape, a reason to point the blame at anyone but yourself for two to three hours, an excuse to be a kid again, and nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story. It's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure may never come. We all know a place that has a hot and cold hope on tap, for better or for worse. Wyndham Rotunda. Hey guys, welcome to a rather sad episode of the Invincibles podcast. Um, today's a bit different. We're not uh, going to try to market off of clicks and views for obviously the the death of Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt. Um, and as both of us love wrestling and we're diehard wrestling fans, we kind of wanted to take today's episode to celebrate the life and the career of Bray Wyatt, as well as just talking about really how his character and who he was, how it not only just touched us as fans, but touched the business backstage. Like if you guys watch Yesterday on SmackDown, I was seeing people I never would have thought he had a relationship with break down and cry, like mm-hmm. Zelina Vega. Um, yeah, you know, just just for one. Um, obviously, the Wyatt family. So Eric Rowan and and Braun Strowman, I was devastated by just seeing their faces, and in a way, it was kind of like a. Um, I was really reminded of when Eddie passed, and although this isn't about Eddie, I think this is one of the highest compliments we can give any wrestler, to be that beloved backstage, especially when you are playing a horror nightmare-esque character, um, that just shows to go the type of person that that you are, man. So, obviously, rest easy, Wyndham, and thank you, Bray Wyatt, and, you know, all all of our thoughts, and and, you know, prayers and whatever go to um jojo and the rest of his family um but you know ali i just kind of want to throw it over to you because you are a huge fan of the character um Mm -hmm. really what does these and obviously we don't want to forget terry funk passing away but um what how how do you feel that's really the best way Uh, i can ask absolutely devastated like so we're recording this on the Saturday night. So we've had we've known about this for about two days, about forty eight hours now, and it 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 hasn't got any easier to think about or talk about since then. I haven't been able to think about it or talk about it without coming close to tears since I found out the news. Like Bray Wyatt is such an integral part of why I am a wrestling fan because the first. Smackdown I ever went to which is it was like November 2013 which was like a real big part of why I became why I started following wrestling was that that show um 
there was a match. It was CM Punk and Daniel Bryan versus Ryback and Curtis Axel. <laughs> so a bit of a mismatch, really. Uh, but uh, I, I hadn't paid any attention to wrestling for like two, three years at that point. Um, and during that match, the Wyatt family like interfered in the match and started attacking CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. And I was, I was like, who are these people? They are like nothing I've ever seen before. The way he uh, Bray Wyatt just commanded Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Um, and that really, that that moment, uh, I can, it was 10 years ago, I can still see it so vividly in my mind because it was just so, like, like un- unlike anything else I'd ever seen. And then... As as you do with wrestling, you you know sometimes you don't watch it for a couple of years. You go on and off, but every time I got back into wrestling, um, I always loved what Bray was doing, what what, what Wyndham was doing. Like um, I remember watching the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Uh, I obviously didn't watch it live because that was sun when it was still on a Sunday and. I was doing my exams around that time, I think, um, in high school. So I couldn't watch it live, but I watched it a couple of days after and seeing him win the WWE Championship. Um, and that was such an incredible moment because, like, he, you know, he had had matches with, you know, people like The Undertaker and John Cena. And he'd finally, you know, got his moment of becoming WWE champion. That was so amazing. And being a fan of him for like four years, that was really special. And it's, he, he's got to be maybe the most creative mind like for any wrestler ever. Mm. Like, the type of things he came up with, the the way he was a horror character, like an evil character, but still everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. Everyone cheered for him, even when he was a fiend. People were cheering for him because because it was you can't teach charisma. Yeah, you can't you can't teach charisma. Mm-hmm. That, that's and especially like um, do you remember how he was on the Nexus as like Husky Harris? <laughs> yeah, Husky Harris, right? Um, I just, just to, he told Vince, this wouldn't be the last time you see me when he sent him from mm-hmm. Nexus down to Florida Championship Wrestling at the time. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. He beat the odds. Um, I would have loved to see Bray move past WWE and potentially get into horror films. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, just to really see, you know, cause he was just so talented. Um, I think it's it's rare that you get such phenomenal talent combined with being such an amazing person as well. And that's one yeah. of the reasons why he was truly special. Like you touched on it a bit at the beginning, but Zelina Vega, I'd, I had no idea her and Bray were, they had any sort of, uh, you know, relationship. But the way, the way she got into WWE, for people who don't know, is at her tryout, Bray was observing it. Um, and he told them, yeah, you should sign her. She's great. And that's how she got her start in WWE. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
and literally every single person who has been in WWE at the same time, pretty much all of them have got one story of how Bray impacted them. Yeah, and he was such a nice guy backstage. Mm. He was such a he, bro. He made Randy Orton laugh backstage and break <laughs> his demeanor. Do you know yeah. how hard that is? <laughs> like, and then the fact that, and you know, it's pretty clear that I have a strong disdain for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I don't want to make this episode about that. I think that's disrespectful to Bray Wyatt. But the one thing I will say is he was a man that could not be denied. When Vince did not see the vision, Vince did not see the character, didn't see where Husky Harris was going, came back with Bray Wyatt, didn't see where the Wyatt family could grow, brought in Braun Strowman. Whenever uh, Vince said no, Bray found a way to be undeniable to the point where he was universal champion. He he beat Daniel Bryan. He beat burn it down Seth Rollins. These were the staple baby faces on Raw or in WWE really at the time. You know, outside of Roman, th- th- those were the guys. So to see a man be constantly told no, that his vision doesn't work, his character doesn't work, being stifled by WWE creative, he just kept reinventing himself. He would not be denied. He created the fiend because the Bray Wyatt character was being shelved and and being limited, pigeonholed from what it really could be. And we saw, it's just sad that we saw glimpses of what could be in this latest return. Um, I, I, I'll be clear, you know, I'll be, I'll be transparent. Like I, I'm not, I was not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. Um, I didn't like hate him or, or anything like that. I, he was a main event player. I never skipped the TV or skipped YouTube or whatever when he was on. So, you know, I definitely respected the game, so to speak. But, um, you know, I just never really resonated with the character that much. You know, like I've always been more Superman than Batman. So, darker characters for me like i'm more sean michaels than undertaker you know so um darker characters for me weren't necessarily like john cena over randy orton cody rhodes over you know like that's just the type of person that i am mm-hmm. um but to see to, to see how he has affected just the people around him and to see how he has made backstage so much better um, and he really championed for himself. He he really, you know, he he stuck to his guns. He rather decided to walk away than to make his character something he felt like was not deserving of the Bray Wyatt Fiend character. Um, so I just kind of wanted to say that despite being told no, 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 Wyndham Rotunda is an example for all of us to keep persevering because mm-hmm. that's what he did. Um, nothing but respect to him. Um, I heard there were rumors, I don't know if this is true, that Roman Reigns was on SmackDown last night and he actually retired the Blue Universal title to his family. I don't know if that is true. I saw it on Twitter. I think that might have been just a rumor, but I think that's 
maybe next time Roman appears, that's something that should happen. Yeah, and like, these... You were saying... No, 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 sorry. I said these wrestlers, I want to be clear, these wrestlers do not owe the public their opinions on Bray Wyatt. Like, I know some fans were saying Roman has to say something. He beat Bray Wyatt to become the universal champion that we see three years later. He owes him. Um, listen, like, I don't... It's possible just, you know, like, uh, I'm being sarcastic here, but, like, it is possible for the fans to realize that we don't need to be in wrestlers personal lives you know what i mean so like whatever the wrestlers feel like some people were giving seth rollins crap for not being at the show because bray said to hug your daughter at one point and seth decided to stay home and honor that everybody can grieve how they want i just think it just shows the character of a person that everybody universally is mourning him Mm -hmm. um i just it's, it's just tough bro it's just tough. Like I don't, you know, like he he had he had so much more to give, so much more, like so much more to give. That that return at Extreme Rules is one of my favorite WWE moments ever. Not just one of my favorite Bray Wyatt moments, and you could tell when that moment happened, we're in for something big, and unfortunately, we're not going to get to see the result of that but I think it's quite touching that his final moment in the WWE ring was like with his brother Mm. I think that's that's special and Bray Wyatt departed us by giving us a massive gift which is the push of LA Knight and Mm -hmm. to see LA Knight excuse me to see LA Knight honor him in such a way keeping character staying in character while also honoring the man backstage one it shows that smackdown and wwe is willing to push la knight to the moon and that went giving him the main event spot having him beat the leader of the judgment day clean um, as a whistle as well yeah clean as a whistle like la knight wouldn't be in this position if bray wyatt did not work with him mm-hmm. and that like I said, that just shows goes to show the type of character that he was. He didn't pull a stone cold Brock Lesnar. You know, <laughs> so like, you know, that that nothing but respect to him and no, nothing he could have been he, he had so much to give. And you know I I don't want him and in times like this it's easy to be like, I told you so, I told you so. It's just really frustrating. People still keep denying the effects and the legitimacy of COVID. Unfortunately, COVID was a huge part of what resulted in Wyndham leaving us. So guys, stop being anti-COVID conspiracy theorists, please. It's disrespectful to those who have lost their lives. Like, enough. Enough. We're not in a Marvel movie. Enough. Enough with the conspiracy theories. It's disrespectful. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely one of the fans who, when Bray Wyatt just didn't really do anything after that one thing with Uncle Howdy, L.A. Knight, and him, and then he just kind of disappeared. Um, the The rumors were first he disappeared because the Vince McMahon takeover, and he was like, I don't know if everybody remembers that, but me and you, we were sending the DMs, and it's like Bray Wyatt rumor, he's out. 
because Vince is back. Mm-hmm. Then it was health related. And I remember people saying, like, is Bray Wyatt's return the most underwhelming return of all time? Like, you, do you remember those tweets and stuff like that? Yeah. And me included, I was one of the guys who was like, listen, man, if this is the the second return, you know, and I'm saying and it's still not working, like, or the, you know, return is still not working, then at some point, maybe you should just go make movies because this character is just hard to work with. I mean, even Seth Rollins was saying on the Ariel Hawani show, right? that working with the Bray Wyatt character is just hard. It just is. Like, if somebody can find that, pull it up. But working with that character, especially if you're going to take the loss, it's difficult to recuperate from that because of the supernatural element. Mm-hmm. So people were taking a lot of those creative pigeonholes that, again, Bray Wyatt was forced into by creative who didn't see the vision as saying he was underwhelming, he sucks, you know, nobody wants him, whatever. And it was a lot of the same energy of... If you remember Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman, he was skinny. What was everybody calling him? The Crack Panther. Mm-hmm. And what happened? So I was one of those people who, I, while I wasn't, wasn't making fun of either their health, I was definitely saying underwhelming sucks and just kind of being that instant gratification toxic fan. So I'm saying that to say we never know what people are going through in their lives. And while this is something that we love as fans, understand that this is a job. For the wrestlers and let's not make it more difficult for their workplace than it all already is especially with the comments so i just wanted to kind of be like i'm not i don't want to front and pretend like oh i love him and i miss him so much like no i definitely said some stuff i regret um and i just kind of want to take this loss to reflect on just kind of be be careful with the energy you throw out in the world Bray Wyatt is not overrated. Bray Wyatt is not underwhelming. Bray Wyatt is not somebody who is cringe. Those were stuff I used to say. I feel bad about that now. Mm-hmm. He, he is, I think, one of the most unique and special talents we've ever seen. And I will admit as well, even though I was a huge Bray Wyatt fan, I was... I was kind of similar i was a bit underwhelmed by parts of his latest run where i felt like maybe the story wasn't going anywhere but i just wish i'd appreciated it now like i think it's also a a lesson to appreciate people while they're here yeah like give them the flowers while they're still alive and don't creatively stifle them please it's not fair to the wrestlers Mm -hmm. it's really not yeah life's life's too short you should let people be creative What are some what are some of the highlights of Bray Wyatt's career that just kind of resonate with you? Um I think the 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 six man tag team match from Elimination Chamber 2014, but mm. White Family versus the Shield. Like, you know, it's so such a good match. And like at the time, I didn't know who was meant to be the face and who was meant to be the heel. And even watching it back now, he still can't tell because mm-hmm. both of them are so good and so charismatic. They're just both getting cheered. It's a phenomenal match to go back and watch. So that's up there. Him winning the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber, even though he only held it for like a month. Um, that's really special and. The first entrance as the fiend 
Oh yeah. Like yeah. Like again, like nothing we'd ever seen before. And then the match against John Cena at the uh, like the COVID WrestleMania, WrestleMania thirty six. Um, that again, never really seen anything like that since, like before or since. Like that's an unbelievable sort of piece of wrestling media that um would have gone down in history any bit anyway, but because of his untimely passing, it will definitely go down in history now and then his return at extreme rules because mm. um you know i'd been out of wrestling for a couple of years as so, well since that covid wrestlemania actually then i got back into it a couple months before um this this show and then i'd been following the you know the follow the white rabbit thing and he's been scanning all the qr codes and then he, he comes out so i think maybe that return extreme rules might be the most special moment um because of you know the build up to it and how excited everyone was and they just played it perfectly mm-hmm. i would say for me uh definitely that shield white family rivalry that mm-hmm. was just like like a Barcelona versus Real Madrid match at their peak, you know, like that was just a, mm-hmm. you all, it was sparks would always fly mm-hmm. whenever they were in the ring. Um, the Daniel Bryan, the Daniel Bryan CM Punk moment, like, cause if you contextualize it and I have to do more research into it, but from my understanding, the WWE backstage did not understand why the fans wanted Daniel Bryan when the main event could have been Batista, Triple H, or no, Batista just versus Orton, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't understand Daniel Bryan, and they thought by taking away some of that luster into another feud that he could be out of the title picture and the fans would shut up. But it was memorable that the fans would not be denied. They just kept chanting, yes, 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 making the Wyatt family angle with Bryan just so much harder to work with and to see <laughs> Bryan turn on Wyatt it wasn't so much as the fans hating on Wyatt, but it was much more of the fans celebrating that he can finally be in the title picture. And Bray Wyatt just being such a menacing heel in that he just played his character to a T. Um, the Firefly Funhouse. All of those moments, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Electric, charismatic. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Do you remember when he was the fiend and he signed his contract in blood? Like he stabbed his hand or whatever. <laughs> and with Daniel Bryan. See, it's stuff like that, that he, he's such a character, man. Like this, these, this is what you want in wrestling, right? Like these, the larger than life characters, this is who he was. Um, I would say when he won the championship against AJ Styles, that was huge. His rivalry and his angle with Randy Orton, those were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when Randy Orton burned down the like the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. was it the Wyatt house or something? Yeah, and the sister Abigail chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that um, was an insane storyline. I love that. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just kind of and and then the extreme rules um return was awesome because it was fresh off of the heels of the CM Punk return at AEW. So that was the mm-hmm. height of the AEW WWE free agent bidding war. And to see Bray Wyatt 
come back to WWE, it was like an element of Triple H can finally play with the toys that Vince McMahon wasted. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad, man. I, I just hope um, he he's a he's a lesson to backstage that don't like let people shine. Mm-hmm. Let him shine. He, all the fireflies were shining last night, and he had the whole world in his hands. It's just sad. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we're recording this the day before All In. I'm going to All In tomorrow, and I'm sure there's going to be there's going to be fireflies there and people singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. I'm sure we're going to see a bit of that as well. AEW has to, because mm-hmm. even though there is a company war. Let's not acknowledge WWE is the face of wrestling. Hmm. You don't want to be the the cool they, douche who doesn't. They, they did do a, a tribute at the beginning of Rampage, even though Rampage was pre-taped. Um, okay. at the beginning they had like a graphic honoring him, but I'm sure that there'll be something. Yeah, yeah. Even just like a 30 second lights out Fireflies, like yeah, you know, yeah. Be... I I feel so so sad for um. Eric Rowan, or I think Eric Redbeard, he goes by now because he's lost two of his closest friends in such a short space of time with Brody Lee going as well. Um, it's it's heartbreaking, and for the wrestling community to lose a legend like Terry Funk in the same week as well, yeah, it's it it's rough. Let this be a lesson of, uh, you know, hold your loved ones tighter, man, and mm-hmm. um, cherish the time you have. Cherish the time you have. Um, yeah. For the love of God, please stop commenting on wrestlers' health. Like, there were a lot of comments making fun of Bray Wyatt's weight and combining that with the heart issues. That's the same thing that wrestling fans were saying to Keith Lee versus Gunther. You remember that? Like on Twitter, one man lost weight, one man will not. Like and making character statements that are due to his health on Keith Lee. Like let's, like let's yeah, Keith Keith Lee, like was in a really really bad way, wasn't he? Because of COVID, yes. like he yes. he did nearly die. So let's just be better people, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, it's really not that hard. But um, yeah. This has been more of a, a short episode of today's Invincibles I think podcast. We, we we were planning on before this news. We were planning on doing. We we had a plan for an episode, but I don't think there's anything else. Me and you could talk about. Like this is the only thing I feel like we can talk about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. This we won't be putting out. I don't think any. TikToks or anything from this, we're not putting out a trailer because this, we just, this is just us talking about an icon of pro wrestling and yeah. yeah. Let's just, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, just, I would like to think that when I die, whenever I die, hopefully not anytime soon, but uh, whenever that is, that. I would have a fraction of a positive impact that the way that he has had mm-hmm. on other people. I, I think it's a life wasted if you die and people are like, eh, 
so what's for dinner like you know what i'm saying like like mm-hmm. I, he he was a t- complete opposite of that and i think uh windham return is an example of how we should all carry ourselves and how we should all live life and how we, we should all chase our dreams and uh never never compromise he mm-hmm. bray wyatt wouldn't be bray wyatt if he was bray wyatt light you know yeah. if he was still husky harris um you gotta it's... be brave enough to mm. to go to, to to chart your own course and that's what the fireflies are all about and just look at because of who he was look at the the impact he's managed to have and the legs he's managed to leave at such a young age yeah 36 like there's people who've been in wrestling far longer than him who haven't had anywhere near the impact that he's had on people, like inside and outside the business. Yeah, because he's just a good dude, man. He, mm-hmm. There was real quick before we go. There was a fan that was in constant contact with them, and he would send her like good luck quotes and "Hey, how are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And she put up all the dms like some of the dms just showing like even when he was unemployed like you know not i don't want to say unemployed but when he wasn't in wwe he was still sending the, these fans just positive feedback he didn't have to mm-hmm. he's a good dude man he's a good dude we're gonna miss him yeah he was special yeah you know i would love to see um with their permission or something them continue the fiend character but with people related to his family. I think they need to uh, have Ta- his brother Taylor, also Bo Dallas, have, have him sort of continue the legacy in some way. If, obviously, if he's ready and if he wants to do that, um, you know, it's completely up to him, but I think his legacy has to be continued somehow, I think. Yeah, yeah. If if not if not on the ring, at least backstage. Mm. You know, if not in the ring, at least backstage, man. Um, but yeah, I would just like to hope that, you know, I have that impact on people at, at some level. Mm-hmm. Um, if not now, then I'll be getting there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the story of Bray Wyatt, man. Just chasing positivity chasing your dreams we're gonna miss them wwe is gonna miss them um, yeah so with that uh ollie any any last words you want to say um just cherish people while they're still here yeah 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 tell your loved ones you love them and uh if you don't just just lie and say it anyway because you know life is too short um but with that here's here's another you know episode of the invisibles podcast with zen and ollie we'll see you guys next time we are we got some topics for some episodes some versus episode topics for example who would win in a fight omni man versus darth vader stuff like that if that's Mm -hmm. something you're interested in let us know but um take care guys cherish yourself take care of your health and uh yeah, we'll see we'll see you next time.